Hello and welcome to Maine Education Matters with Matt and Matt. This is Matt. And I'm Matt too. We are on part three of a fascinating, incredibly interesting conversation about chapter 180, the PEPG. Right, Performance Evaluation and Professional Growth, a.k.a. Teacher Evaluation. If you stayed with us this far over the last few weeks. Bless you. Bless you is absolutely right. Uh, we're coming to a close, we think, today. Yeah, it we're should We're going to talk about peer supports and mentoring. Yeah, this 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 is important because um, both the, legisl- the legislature and governor and DOE, whatnot, end of the spring literally sprung this on us. I see what you did there. See what I did there? Um, but yeah, so it was, a, it was a crazy thing that happened where um, at the end of the la- spring of 2018... Um, the, the they they passed this bill that required peer peer supports and mentoring to be go under the umbrella of Chapter 180. It was its own separate piece. It was its mm-hmm. own separate law. And I think in order to kind of narrow things down and to kind of make everything more streamlined, they put peer supports and mentoring into the Chapter 180 law. Okay, I'm gonna have a couple questions for you as we get going. Here. I will do my best to help. All right, so let's start with the first part of what it says. Before we do that, we'll I'm, do I'm, I'm stopping you. I'm stopping you right there because I do want to say about, for, for, and, I, and, I, and I appreciate that DOE went flexible on this mm-hmm. because one of the rules of the PEPG system is that all decisions are made by the steering committee. Okay. It can't be done by an administrator, by one teacher. It's got to be done by the committee. They sprang this on us in the spring, June, and they said we had to have this implemented in a plan by August 6th. It's reasonable. Com- completely reasonable because many PEPG steering committees meet during the summer. Oh, ours does uh, weekly. Weekly. It's, it's Tw- uh, twice weekly. Because it's so much fun as we're having doing these podcasts, right? <laughs> it's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. So luckily they said, all right, we heard you. You can't get this done. We're going to kick it down the way. And I, and I know a lot of places are still working on their plan sure. for this. But but so, so you know, just some of the little, and I'm going to be blunt here, some of the absurdity that we had to deal with in order to get this in. It was it was a last minute, June sprung on us, and then we have to do this by August, what? Mm-hmm. And so this caused a lot of confusion, It co- and it's still causing a lot of frustration by sure. I know, a lot of curriculum directors and superintendents and... Mm-hmm. Certification post. Let's get into it. All right. So it begins by saying the PEPG system must include a peer support and mentoring component with opportunities for all educators to share, learn, and continually improve their practice in collaboration with peers as described below. Peer support, mentoring, and coaching shall be formative in nature and for the sole purpose of ongoing professional growth for educators. I love this. Love it. This is, this is the again, it gets back to the developmental and growth mindset purpose of a good evaluation system that is focused more on teacher growth and there's a great way of no matter what better way of teacher growth than to learn from your peers exactly it's teachers talking to teachers right right trying to help each other yeah and so and it also says it says very clearly in that law it is not to be evaluative right so that's going to be one of my questions right. is this part of the actual evaluation score that a teacher will get unclear Okay, I thought so. <laughs> That's that is that is a tricky part. It does say formative in nature. It does say formative in nature. And the intent is about helping teachers. Right. Some might say that if you're doing a whole bunch of walkthroughs or informal observations, 
those are also formal in nature. Sure. Yet those all get counted towards your overall end summative rating. Interesting. By by an, by an evaluator. So okay. it could. So it, this is where it gets. It starts to get mur- really murky really fast. It's surprising that it happened at the end of a session. <laughs> so let's talk about the first part. Ooh, shots fired. <laughs> like that <Wow>. one. <laughs> so the first one and the really the biggest one is if you're a teacher in a district and you've been around for a while, uh, you will have at least one opportunity for peer support. So let me ask you a question. Yeah. Does that opportunity mean that they observe or that they get observed? It's a great question. Thank you. Um, I, I have my opinion on that one, if you want my opinion. I, I would love your opinion because I, I, I'm, re- I'm reading. I have the law in front of me. I have the statute in front of me. And, so do we. And, uh, so do and, I. Um, and, I, think, I think it would be great if the teacher was able to do both. I agree. Receive support and give support. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think every everybody should Not that there's the, anything wrong with that. No, everybody should have the opportunity to do that, right? And I think you learn a lot if you've never visited a peer's uh, classroom before, a colleague's classroom, um, trying to figure out what's going on a little bit and give some feedback and expect the same in return. I think that's fabulous. I do too. And I think that it's, it's really nice that it's actually out there now and part of this. I, I agree. Uh, it kind of forces that to happen, which we, we, as administrators, we talk about this all the time. Teachers get out to see other teachers. And sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't. Right. Now you kind of have to. Right. It's, it's, it, there, there's at least once annually. At least once annually. That's just for regular old teachers who've been in the same district for a while. For regular old teachers. So there are some. They've um, gone. So in other words. Some differences. To, here, be, to right. be specific, they've gone through the probationary phase. They've been at the system for a while. Yep. Um, at least probably two to three years. Yep. They've, so they've been a part of that SAU system. Mm-hmm. That, that that matters too, because because it, it gets a little later on. It says stuff they like you know, uh, we, you, you, even if you're new to an SAU, well, we'll get to that. But but even but even if, if you've been there for forever, you've been there for thirty years, mm-hmm. you still have to. What's the word? One opportunity occurs annually, mm-hmm. and I think that districts are going to have to decide what that opportunity means. Does it mean observed? Does it mean to observe? Mm-hmm. Or are we going to require both? Exactly, and I think that that that's that's where some of the also clarification needs to come. Okay, so I'm going to read a little bit further in this in this particular section. It says, for the purposes of this subsection, peer support includes but is not limited to observation of practice, goal setting, conferencing, and review of artifacts and other evidence reflecting an educator's practice. So let me ask. Okay, let's say we have an after school meeting. Mm-hmm. Where a teacher decides to share something that they're doing with a, a cohort of teachers, multi-grade level, they're sh- they're sharing what what she's doing in classroom. Again, reviewing artifacts mm-hmm. and saying this is what we're doing, and this is kind of the goals I would want to go forward with it. Help me go forward with this, and the collaborative nature of that helps that teacher move forward. Would that count? If I'm reading this correctly, yes, I agree. I think that's totally fine. So it's not necessarily about peer observation into the classroom. Right. I think that's implied, but it is not. It's not explicit. It's not explicit right there. It's not. Um, I think, and so, well, let's go with this one then. So I think peer support, since it doesn't say peer observation anywhere, as far as I can tell, it says peer support, mentoring, and coaching. Right. That can be just teachers getting together talking about their practice. In theory, yeah. Right. 
It's not the worst thing. No, it's not the worst thing. Man, I don't know if it's the intent now that I'm thinking about it. I'm sure it's not the intent. I'm yeah. sure the intent is to get people to go and observe other practice. However... I'm not sure if that is in the intent. Now that I'm thinking about this, I'm kind of changing my mind again. All right, tell me more. So if I'm a teacher and I suddenly I have a law in place that has to do with my evaluation that is forcing me to go into other classrooms and I don't want to, but I meet with my peers regularly, I think I could defend that as a teacher saying I, I, I talk to my, to my colleagues all the time about work. We have curriculum groups. We have grade level meetings. We have time worked out during the day that we do all this together. And now I have to go and actually take time out of my classroom to go see somebody else. That's a little too much for me. I, I can see that argument and it's possible that all of those things are true. I work mm -hmm. enough with other colleagues, so I don't need to necessarily go see what they're doing because I know what they're doing because we talk all the time. And here's my evidence of that. Sure. I can see that. I can see that too. And yeah, I could, I, I, okay. that, that's, it, it sounds to me like that's completely open within what the statute says. It does seem that way. Yeah. We, we don't have any rules by DOE that are, they're stipulating what, what it actually means yet, but okay. it, it, it seems a, a district or a teacher could, could make that argument. And the district would be saying, well, what happens is we have to implement how we're going to do this in the PEPG uh, plan for the year. So as long as it's consistent with the PEPG plan, Go for it. Okay. So that is really for teachers that have been in a district for two to three years. Two to three years minimally. Okay. So let's talk about some of the, the next uh, levels of this one. So for teachers new to an SIU. So this could be brand new teachers. It could be teachers that have been around for 30 or four years and are just moving from one district to another. They now fall under this section too. Yes. Okay. This one does get a little more specific. So this one must include the formative mentoring or coaching component must include at least two observations with feedback by a qualified peer mentor using an SAU approved protocol that includes, but is not limited to focused goals for the improvement of practice. So now you do have observations. Yes. In place specifically, specifically, these are for new teachers to an SAU. Right. So it does, it doesn't have to be new teachers Nope. Full stop. It's new teachers to an SAU. You could be a 30-year teacher, but you're new to the district. You're, yep. you're getting two. You're getting two. Two actual observations from two a Two observations by a qualified peer mentor. Not just a peer, but a qualified peer gotcha. mentor. Okay. Which which goes along with the, the traditional ways of doing um, that mentoring happens in a district. You know, teachers new to a district often still get a mentor. That, that's been pretty consistent. Uh, yeah, as it happens, so. you know, through, through, throughout the years. Um, and, and so my question with this part that, that, that has kind of baffled me and baffled some our, our work, we're trying to create a plan for this is the, the words using an SAU approved protocol. Mm -hmm. um, this is under chapter 180. So it's under the teacher evaluation structure and system, the framework and the structure we would use, let's say the Marzano model. Mm hmm does that mean that the observations, this is they have to be tied to professional practice, which I believe it says in here. Mm -hmm. Yes. That'd mm -hmm. be tied to standards, your, your standard practice, whatever your goals are going to be. Mm -hmm. If those are 
is it is it the eye observation or the the teacher evaluation protocol that we're using or is it the peer mentoring protocol that we're using and i bring this up because when i remember very distinctly when we went through the whole we were going to build this system when this law was new and there was a tremendous amount of work being done meetings with folks with doe and conferences and sessions and whatnot we asked the question well peer mentoring is very similar to this well, can't we just do the same kind of thing we do pre-mentoring in our teacher evaluation system? And they told us unequivocally, no, hmm. you can't do that because they're very different things. We don't want peer mentoring to be evaluative, to come across as being evaluative. Okay. So what's the protocol that we use? Is it the peer mentoring protocol? Is it the eye observation protocol? Okay. Now, for I, I, and I'm going to go a little bit into the weeds here in eye observation for a minute. So for those of you not non-Marzano districts, I apologize, but just, just hang on. It, it, it kind of does relate. Sure. In the Marzano model, if you're using eye observation, we have our 41 elements in domain one, which are the teacher practices, standards, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, when you go to do an observation, it asks you for some choices, a formal, informal, or walkthrough. Mm-hmm. I would assume that you would choose informal. Mm-hmm. for a peer support, peer mentoring kind yep. of thing. Because, again, formative in nature. Mm-hmm. There's a little box that also, do we count this towards the final evaluation? Mm-hmm. You think, well, no, we don't want to count that. We yeah. don't want that to go there. Sure. My question is, how do we see, how, how does a teacher demonstrate or show that, that they were observed? What's the accountability measure, I guess, is where I'm getting at. So at the end of a year, in part of, a, in part of the summative rating, you have to have a peer. Every educator, no matter what, have to have at least one peer observation. Mm-hmm. But what if you don't? What happens then? It's a great question. Because then it becomes evaluative. Wouldn't it? Or does it not become evaluative? Because it's supposed to be formative in nature. But it's in the chapter 180. This is where I get where my brain just starts to collapse in and, of it, and on itself because I just don't understand. I don't get how, we, how we're going to do this. But w- w- which way does it go? I think if any of our listeners are listening right now, their brains are also collapsing in on themselves. They're out of boredom. That's all the reason for that. <laughs> okay. Because I seem to be one of the only people in the entire state who's actually interested in this kind of stuff. So. <laughs> Well, we're doing a podcast on it, so we, we, you've got at least two. We are. So, uh, so, Maybe one and a so half. this 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 rule, this line not, in there of not the really SAU. No, not you at all. <laughs> <laughs> of the SAU protocol, I I don't know what that means. I want to know what that means, but is it the is it the peer mentoring? Is it the PEPG? It's under the PEPG, but peer mentoring is supposed to be separate. I'm very confused. In order to help Matt, please tweet at us if you know the answer to this. Please. If you don't, just. Rally with some support. I'm not sleeping over this. Like, we hear you, Matt. We hear you. I need help. Let's move on to section three. Sure. (laughs) Okay, so these are teachers holding a conditional certificate. What does that mean, first of all? Um, If I remember correctly, it's it's for teachers who are either new to the profession or they may have moved into the state. Mm-hmm. from somewhere else and they don't have, they haven't met all of our certification requirements right but they're on their way they're, they're they need something so they can get a conditional part-time mm-hmm. type yeah. so it's like the, it, almost like an, an initial one 
before it becomes a full professional certificate. Right. Okay. So a variety of possibilities at this point. Yeah. I mean, basically newish teacher to the state. Right. So for example, personally, I moved here in 2004 from Oregon Mm -hmm. and I had a... Oregon. Well, no. (laughs) They say Oregon, which is how it is. If it was gone, it would have an E on the end. Oregon. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Go Ducks. Um, so I came here from Oregon, moved, moved here. I'm, I'm not from Oregon, but I was, I was living out there and, um, I had to get, they said they had, I had reciprocity certification wise. Great. Come over with my certification. And they put me on a conditional because there were some expectations in the state that I had not needed to do, or they wouldn't accept from sure. my Oregon certification. Okay. So or- I'm on, I was on a conditional for a while. Oregon. Really? We're going to go down this road. Go Ducks. Yeah. Okay. So that's a conditional certificate. Let's Oregon. get back to chapter 180. Uh, we'll talk about Maine, not Oregon. We're going to make that gone. What's, what's, what's funny is or, it's, it's Oregon. No, I guess right. Oregon and Oregon, Oregonians. Oregon and Oregonians. Or, Oregonians. Or, or, Oregonians? Is that what you just said? They're organisms. Okay, that is true. That is, that, is, that is one of the most factual things you've said in the last 30 seconds. I'm sure this is much more fascinating than the chapter 180 discussion we're having right now. <laughs> so, so let's move on to let's this move one. On. Okay, so if you have a conditional certificate, what you have to do is, again, at least two observations with feedback by a qualified peer mentor using an SAU-approved protocol that includes but is not limited to focus goals for the improvement of practice. So basically it's the same thing as someone it's new. It's the same thing. It's basically the same, the same rules. Someone okay. new to the SAU. Okay. So... Where are we going next? Well, that it gets into some 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 differences between special educators, and there's a whole. Yeah. It, it. I. I. I honestly, I don't want to touch that right now at, at all because mm-hmm. it's still very murky. It's still very unclear as to what it all means. We can exp- we can say what it is factually, what the law says, mm-hmm. but how it's implemented how it's implemented, I, I. I don't. I don't know. So tell me if this one is wrong. As I'm looking at this. For teachers in year two or three of a conditional certificate for special ed, it looks to be exactly the same as the language before. It's the same language. Okay, it's the exact same language. But now, but the first year of a conditional for a special ed teacher looks slightly different. Right. And it said, for the teachers in the first year of a conditional certification for a special education endorsement, on the effective date of this rule, and subsequently all conditionally certified special education teachers. So... All conditionally certified special education teachers now, right? Okay. Which is kind of so. So you have they went kind of backwards in this one. Whereas earlier in the law, it says all teachers, and then it starts to narrow down from there. Right. This one said, well, for your your two or three teachers of a conditional, then it goes to all. It does the opposite, Mm -hmm. kind of an hourglass design here. Um. Hmm. But it must the SAU must ensure that a conditionally certified special education teacher participates in an alternative certification mentoring program designated by the department specifically for conditionally certified special education teachers. Okay. And this is why I'm saying I don't know what that is. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that looks like right now. Hmm. Because even if you are in year two or year three of your conditional special education certification, you still have to go through this 
alternative certification and mentoring program? Yes. This is a little confusing right now, isn't it now? It, it, it is. And, well, you and, know what? I trust the legislature to figure this out. Oh, boy. Um, uh, <laughs> please help. All right. Please help. So, again, if you know anything about this, please tweet at us to help us out on this one. because Let's, let's engage with the conversation because yeah, let's absolutely. figure this out together because, quite frankly, I, I, I don't know what it means. I don't know where to go with it. And I, I want to be able to support all of our staff. And a lot of our staff, especially special, special education staff, are on conditional certifications. And so we want to be able to support them as best as we can. That sounds fair. You know, that wraps up our series on chapter 180. Chapter 180 is in the books. We are done. We are done. We with made that. it through, man. Oh, congratulations to everybody who has made it this far. If you've made it this far, I, 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 I'd give you a dum dum, but I don't have any to give you, and I don't know who you are. So, <laughs> that was that? That's uh, that's good. I do it, but I don't have any, and I don't know you. So that's right. kind of an empty thing. So we've got some things that are upcoming over yes. the next month or so. We're going to talk about ESSA quite a bit. Oh, yeah. The Every Student Succeeds Act? Sure. We're going to have well, I think we'll, three or four weeks about these. Yeah. Well, I think it's going to break this up into some pieces. It is because th- this is going to cause some, some, some conf- either confusion or some – they're doing a whole new, new report card, a whole new school report card that's going to be put out. They're doing a whole new account. There's a whole new accountability system. There's a whole, like how you get to become a targeted school or not a targeted school. And they've added a new layer in there, chronic absenteeism. So we're gonna have to talk about that one. Totally looking forward to this part right here. It's, it's, I don't know. I, it, I don't know. Should be great times. We'll, we'll we'll try to figure it all out. We'll try to get you some answers. We'll try to get some clarification for you, and try to get some things at least out there that's a little bit more understandable. Again, as Matt said a few minutes ago, we're looking to start discussions about this. So we want to not just talk at you, but talk with you. Right. So please give us the feedback as much as you can, uh, whether it be on Twitter at Maine Ed Matters or on Facebook at Facebook.com/slash Maine Education Matters. Look for our ESSA series starting uh, in a couple of weeks. All right. Bye.